This is Ozarks at Large. We have made it into December. It is time to check in with the ArkansasCovid.com crew to find out what we experience in November, what we might experience in the near future. Rob Wells, Mary Hannigan, Rachel Sanchez-Smith are all with me via Zoom. Everybody, welcome. Hi, Kyle. Hello. All right, Mary, let's start with you. We were, as we have for 20 or 21 months, we've been watching case numbers. What did November give us? All right. So new COVID-19 cases in November were very similar to those in October. The month had more than 15,000 illnesses, down about 1,500 or 8% from October. New cases are continuing to follow that wave pattern that we began to see in September. However, these case numbers are still tripled the count that the state reported in April of May of, the, of this year, but these are the lowest since then. The highest one-day count of the month, 1,044, was on the 30th. I mean, one day does not a trend make, but still somewhat uh, concerning that it was the highest single-day total since late September. Right. And however, deaths in November significantly dropped and totaled just under 300, whereas they were nearly 700 in October. This also follows a pattern that experts told us they were expecting to see, the slow in deaths that was lagging behind the slow in new cases. Now, with the nearly 60% drop in deaths, it seems like the two are closer to alignment now. All right, Rachel Sanchez-Smith, as we saw that single one-day total of over 1,000 on the last day of November, the governor was also talking about an uptick in vaccinations. What did the month show us for people giving shots? Yeah, so we saw vaccinations rise at the highest rate since August, up about 11%. And as long as well as vaccinations, the governor and also state health officials like Secretary of Health, Dr. Romero, also prompted vaccines as of the utmost importance, especially with concern um, in regards to the Omicron variant, which the World Health Organization listed as a variant of concern just a few days ago on the 26th. Um, and the governor stated yesterday that there is not enough information to make definitive decisions or to make, you know, direct course of action about the Omicron variant. And for now, they're just looking at focusing on promoting vaccine uptake. And looking forward, as we gather more information about the Omicron variant, the main questions will be, how contagious is it? How severe is subsequent disease? How effective is um, the vaccine compared to this variant? And again, state and city health officials have all said the best way to protect the public is to get as many people vaccinated as possible and concur herd immunity as much. And Mary and Rachel, I'll open this to both of you. Two things struck me about the governor's uh, briefing on November 30th. One, when he was talking about the uptick in both hospitalizations and new cases for that last day of November, he offered two ways to look at it, saying, one, if you're optimistic, which I usually am. But then he used a word after that said, but if you're realistic, not pessimistic, but realistic, it might mean more. And then Dr. Jose Romero, who spoke later in the briefing, wasn't an alarmist, but certainly sounded very concerned. Absolutely. He provided a counter to the governor's um, optimistic point of view, saying, realistically, we're going to see ebbs and flows and hospitalization as, you know, the lagging indicator of what our cases are looking like, especially after holidays like Thanksgiving, where people are gathering in large groups. 
All right, Rob Wells, let me bring you in because what we usually do with these segments is talk about what we know in the past, and we it's hard to talk about the virus in the future, but we are going to talk about the future a little bit here, the future of ArkansasCOVID.com. Yeah, so ArkansasCOVID.com has had a wonderful run over 17 months, and it's going to uh, wind up on December 10th. Um, I'm leaving uh, the University of Arkansas for a new job at the uh, University of Maryland, and uh, I looked around to try to hand it off, hand the project off to someone else, and just couldn't find that <clears throat> you know sweet spot of uh, somebody who could do both journalism and data. You know, so you know we've we tried multiple avenues, tried to keep this going, and and it just it didn't work out. So, you know, I never really envisioned Arkansas COVID to be a permanent project. Um, we, uh, you know, I'd planned to shut it down in August and then the Delta variant came along, you know, so uh, timing is never great to do anything like this. And it's awkward at this point, you know, with Omicron, but, um, you know, it's, the whole thing was never really structured to be permanent. You know, I did it as part of my faculty duties and uh, never really had the funding for, for a permanent operation. But it was um, it was just really neat to work with 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 Mary and Katie and and Rachel Sanchez Smith. You know, uh, during this time, we did some really important stories. I think uh, about the Hispanic community, uh, what was happening with COVID in the Marshallese community. Um, Mary, Katie, and Abby Zamardi did a really important story about. Um, COVID in the workplace and looked at the problems in the in the poultry industry. So, you know, I'm just very grateful for the support we had over this, this period of time. The Walton Family Foundation funded us, Arkansas Community Foundation, uh, Society of Professional Journalists funded us. Nikita Reed at Arkansas Soul was instrumental in getting this website, you know, up and running and stable, you know, and uh, Larry Foley at the journalism department was very important. Uh, Jenny Pop at the Honors College and a whole bunch of other folks, including Austin Wilkins, a data science student who helped us a critical thing, you know, adventures. So, um, you know, I'm just also very grateful for KUA for putting us on the air every month with these updates and, and supporting our work. So uh, here we go. We'll just go off for the next adventure, but uh, um you know, we'll be uh, wrapping up on December 10th, and I just really appreciate the community support. Mary and Rachel, um, your thoughts. I think when the three of us talked sometime in early, late summer, early fall, we also echoed those comments. We thought before Delta, things were going to shut down, and, and it didn't. Over the course of the past year and a half, any final thoughts as, as ArkansasCOVID.com closes down? No, it's a little bittersweet for me. I was officially the first employee of Arkansas COVID. I started as an intern many months ago and only took a few months break for a separate internship. Um, in my time here, I have learned and grown so much as a journalist. Uh, the site, while it provided really important information for the public, also helped me to grow in areas that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. So it was really special in the data form of things like Dr. Wells was mentioning, but also in the, I'm very proud of the outreach that I made to the other communities. And we provided information in three separate languages. So that's really awesome as well. Rachel? 
Absolutely. Similar sentiments. Arkansas COVID has been instrumental to my growth as a journalist, as a student, as a person. Um, I've been extremely grateful to have an editor that supports me um, to be able to translate things into several different languages, to make our stories accessible to communities that typically don't have their voices heard or expressed in such a manner. So, I mean, I want to take, thank Arkansas COVID for all of the help, but I also want to thank the community and our sources and everybody who's contributed because it's their voices and our community's past reflected in our work. And a salute to the originators of Arkansas COVID, which, you know, I think so many of us first discovered on Twitter uh, soon after the pandemic began. Yeah, Misty Orpin did a fantastic job starting this up. This was a project that she wanted to uh, break down the the really complex uh, data release from the state health department so her father could understand it. And she came up with the basic concept and design and uh, grew this thing to, you know, it was, I think, 12,000 Twitter followers when we got it. We're up to 14 now. Um, But uh, she handed it over to us because of the complexity of, of running the site in in August. Um, and we just, you know, unleashed some, some serious data journalism firepower on it with, with my students and, uh, and took it and transformed it into a, a, a semi-automated site that now updates in about 20 minutes a day, you know, but, uh, but keeping that thing going is, man, when, when something changes, uh, in terms of a data release, it's, that's a couple pots of coffee and a box of Pop-Tarts to try to fix it, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I imagine, you know, there would be those times when I think it would be a data dump or a cleanup where you, they would add several hundred cases or, or, or alter the, you know, unfortunately, the number of fatalities. And I can only imagine the work that meant for your crew. And, it's, and this is commonplace in, in other data uh, journalism operations. You know, uh, we've talked to colleagues around, around the world, really, and they've faced the same problems in the Netherlands and, you know, in Europe and Asia, you know, with, uh, with data releases when they change formats and, you know, you have to deal with the government and they're not exactly terribly welcoming to talk to you. Although I do have to say the, the Department of Health was, was cooperative and, um, you know, uh, uh, Jennifer Dilleha and, and uh, McMurrowville were really um, were responsive to us. And you know, I was grateful to have, you know, people in, in government who actually took us seriously. All right. Well, Mary Hannigan, Rachel Sanchez-Smith, Rob Wells, thank you very much. Um, Rob, I, I hate to say this, but go Terps and uh, <laughs> stay in touch. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a very good football team, but what can I say, man? <laughs> they have a good chess team. There you go. There you Thank go. you all very much. All right. Thanks a lot, Kyle. Thank you.